Welcome to Nigeria. My name is Adeyemi Adesoya, and it's been quite an age from the last time I decided to record this podcast. I hope you're keeping safe anywhere, wherever it is that you're listening to this uh, podcast. We are in very, very unfamiliar and unusual um, circumstances or periods or terrains, as the case may be. But Hopefully, with the vaccine and all that, things will start looking up and maybe things will go back to normal. But today, I have a special, special guest. Like I said, one of my own guys in the industry um, is none other than Olawale Adigun. is uh, otherwise known as Oliwa Ijaya, one of Lagos or worldwide, as the case may be. <laughs> it's, it's interesting that while it's on the other side this time, I normally is one that asks that will be asking the question. But today I will be asking questions. Wale, welcome to Night Time Nature Extra. Yeah, it's great to be here. I mean, anytime we are together, I mean we always make magic. Not that kind of magic though. But, <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, it's it's great to be on the other on the other end of the spectrum you get, but um night and extra great work you guys are doing. I mean, fan of of, of the platform. Um, on social media, I follow it a whole lot. And I mean, the moment you said that, I mean, you wanted me to be a part of this. I mean, I was never going to uh, miss that opportunity. I, and here am I, you know. So all those accolades of Oga, 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 bros. Maybe age, but in terms of, uh, you know, it's Oga. But that is an aside. Let, let me, let me, let's get into it very quickly. The sports minister, Sonny Dari. Mm. Um, at the time of his appointment, I think, and this is me giving my very honest opinion, I think we were so much in a hurry to get rid of Solomon Dalong that Sonny Dari seemed to be a breath of fresh air to the sporting scene. But I... You know, with the benefit of hindsight and a few months after, I'm beginning to wonder, maybe <laughs> we've gotten ourselves in, into a probably a worse situation. I don't know what you think, Wally. Um, I, I still think that the ministers, I mean, if you look at his scorecard, um, I think it's done pretty well. Yeah, I think it's done pretty well. Um, the tag that it might be worse than than Solomon Dialogue, I think is way off mark. Um, the tag that is might be same of the same with the other ministers we've had, might also be a bit way off mark. Um, I mean, it's a very, it's a mixed bag, basically. Um, I still think that the last best sports minister we had was, was Abdullahi, who was a complete, complete gentleman and also knew his onions. But when Solidar came, I mean, I mean we, we didn't trust his pedigree. I mean, it was coming from IT, we didn't know what to expect, but he came, said the right things. I mean, you know, the honorary tribute or the honorary mecca that the, the ministers go to, he went to the stadiums. I don't, I don't know if he did shed tears about what was at the stadium. But, <laughs> I mean, he went to the National Stadium in Abuja. He went to Lagos. He talked about, he talked, you know, he said the good things. And I think that, um, yeah, I mean, to be very fair, you look at the one or two things that he has done, and they're not really bad, not really bad at all. Um, first of all, I mean, talked about the 
the sports industry, industry policy, the SIP, it's still not signed to law, yeah, because I mean, something that I was saying that, see, that sport also must not be recreation anymore. It must be business. And we need to see an implementation, <coughs> excuse me, we need to see an implementation of, of that bill. We need to see work. We need, we need this signed into law. If it isn't, then um, all of this is just mere, uh, may talk from that. But aside from that, I think that the number one policy for me, for the minister, because I don't want to focus on football. It's not a football minister. It's a sports minister. It's youth minister. Is adopt the talent initiative. Yemi has been fantastic. Are I you sure? Yeah, I think it's best. I, I think, I think, I won't say it has been a resounding success. I don't, I don't think you, I can term it as a resounding success, but I can well, say well, yeah, see, I, I kind of differ about that adopt the talent uh, mantra. And I'm mm. sure it's not the first post minister that is going to go in this direction. I would rather have a policy that develops talent across board, not a policy or a thought process that just seeks to identify or stumble on so-called potential talent, but a policy that seeks to embrace sports, harness these talents, and then groom them to greater heights. So there's a problem. I agree with you, but I mean, the minister is going to embark on that. You have to admit that that's a, that's a, that's a big, that's a long-term thing that, that even our last on the diary, maybe posterity will judge him, you know, that he started. But you know I mean, we know that the way the country is, I mean, functional, the country is not functioning from a, from a fundamental point of view. If the country is in, in, in its dead streets, if the country is in recession right now, economically and in every facet, mm. if you want to embark on that, I don't think that you can find success in there. I think that you also can find success the government of a country is solely dedicated to that. I don't think this 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 federation or this administration is even sporting club. I don't okay. think so. Yeah, don't that's think a valid point. So. That's a valid point. You get my point. So they are not really Hi. Um, ODOAYADEKOROYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYEYE
and I'm going to call them on one-off instances to sort out the Pisotuku or sort out the Kajiri Kana. For me, that doesn't work. That, for me, does not outlive it. It's the same way we have, even though we're going to talk about the NFS, it's the same way we have, I personally, uh, have problems with a lot of the sponsorship deals and the arrangements that Amadjipini has because it looks like those deals will not outlive Amadjipini because it seems they're more relationship built by via his personal contacts. So what about putting uh, a process in place, a program in place that takes care of our sporting heroes of the past? For instance, the NBA has an insurance scheme that once you hit the age of 45, after you retire, once you hit the age of 45, your pension kicks in. So you start receiving a pension from the NBA. So mm. we have instances where our heroes go on sporting competitions and they get uh, camp allowances, uh, whatever allowance, this allowance, that allowance, the government gives them this and that. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. what you've said here is, is um, uh, more what am I looking for here? It, it sounds really well, but this is, this is utopian. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> because I don't think that, I don't think that we, have, we, have, we have reached that stage yet. Um, remember a couple of weeks ago, Michael Chopper? Remember Michael Chopper? Yeah. The Newcastle guy who played at Sunderland too. Um, so Michael Chopra was is been is involved in the Newcastle sale to um, some new owners. Um, he's, he's like I think they're from Singapore, so he's like the middleman. And I mean, the, the, the moment Michael Chopra came back to news, I mean, I re realized that he had de declared bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, he's got a child; he has to pay a child support. He declared bankruptcy, but guess what? I realized that Chopra still received, um, he receives, um, I think, four, 40 pounds yeah. every month from the, from the English FA has pension. Yeah. Yeah, from the PFA. 40 pounds every month. I'm going to convert 40 pounds to Naira. I mean, the, the, the pound is 691. <laughs> so I, I agree with you that there should be a framework, but we are not ripe yet. Well, I, mean, we I, still I, have don't, a, I don't we, agree that we are not ripe. Well, it, yeah. Wait, hold on. Let, let, let me give you an example. When mm. I started my career in banking, we had what we call the NSITF, which eventually okay. was defunct after one or two years. And then the pension law kicked in. And I'm talking about 2004, 2005. The pension law kicked in. And anybody who was, who's, who's been working from that time till now, well, depending on the uh, organization you work for, depending on how structured that organization is and all that, they make a deduction on your pension, on your, on your salary, for your pension, and also the company contributes, I think it's seven and a half percent each, to your pension, which is kept with the RSCs, with the PFA companies. We've been doing that, they've been doing that now for 10 years or thereabout. The money is there. So you need to start, take this step. But we're, we always seem to always say, ah, like you mentioned, Utopia, ah, like this is Nigeria. Somebody needs to take that step. Look, I assure you, Wally, that if you, if you get the five top pension, uh, the PFAs, get them together mm -hmm. in a room and tell them that, look, 
This is what we want to do for Nigerian sport. This is the process. One, you know what it does? It's eliminate corruption. So instances where uh, administrators will say they collected 500 million from the government, and inside that 500 million, miraculous, maybe 300 million disappears, and they're having to share 200 million amongst the guys. This more or less contains it because you're working directly with government, and government can tell you, okay, this is how much we release, this is how much goes to. It's supposed to be paid to each person. They can make those deductions. You talk a good game. You talk a good game. I mean, <laughs> I mean, this is but the banking sector. The pace of its growth is different from the growth of sports in the country. Just like the pace of growth of the entertainment industry is faster and different from that of this of sports growth. I just think that we haven't grown. I mean, it's a shame that sport has been in a state of stasis. Maybe it's just, I mean, it's in a, I, I learned a new word today on, on radio, it's in a, it's in a stagflation. Um, <laughs> so I think, I, I, I think that's what, that's what uh, sports is suffering from. But I agree that there should be a system, there should be a blueprint. There should be a deliberate you know, attempt. Yeah, Somebody attempt. deliberately. I, 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 so I, 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 I think that, I, I think that, but, but, yeah, I mean, the problem is, the minister also is, is, is burdened with a lot of things. Um, is burdened with a lot of things. The government also will tell you that where's this money going to come from? The government will tell you it's broke. So um, all of this, this sounds really good. But I think that's why, I, I mean, I mentioned one word earlier, quick fix. That's why Sunday Diary is just trying to find quick fixes. Let's get the private, let's get these guys, because I have the contact of these guys. Let's, let's just get it, let's just get it started. And you like it or not, I think that the, the families of those who have been touched with these gestures are appreciative, you know, of what um, they have um, gotten so far so good, you know, from um, the, 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 the sports minister or, or from the government. So um, I, I think that not a big win, but the, it's, what counts for me sometimes is the, is the idea, mm. is the, the fact that he wants to do something. So I think that with the, the ways he strikes to, to recompense them, I like that. Um, another one I would love to like to touch on is the, his commitment to <coughs> sorry, I'm struggling with a cough. Yeah, the, I, I don't I don't know I don't know if his his commitment to the rehabilitation of, of these stadiums, I don't know if it is genuine. Aha, you know. thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't I don't really I don't know if it's genuine because I mean right, right from the start I've always felt that see it doesn't look like it's not thought out. Exactly, exactly. Once again, we are looking at quick fixes. Talk to Babai Jabu, talk to is it your third dollar or whoever? Yeah, talk to it doesn't, work, it doesn't doesn't work that way. It doesn't yeah. work that way. Exactly. Um, I I feel I feel that it's Finally, trying to corner these guys. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's 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 cornering this businessman, and I know that they will probably be. I mean, nothing is free, even in Freetown. Oh, Maybe there'll course. be waivers. Of course, and, and tax, 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 tax waivers. Yeah. I understand, but we have we need to be much more broad-minded when it comes to matters like this. I've always said it: sell the national stadium in in in, in Lagos. Yeah. Sell it. It is an unnecessary distraction. Yeah. Because if, if you if you remodel, I don't think that the government or private bodies can commit or the or the dollars can commit to bringing that stadium back to its feet. Bringing I that stadium it. back to its feet. It's going to go up billions of dollars. 
I know you've been there a whole lot. I've been there a whole lot of times. <laughs> what you see there is going to go billions of dollars. You know, um, so the, 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 the government, I don't think that, that solidarity is genuine. Um, we, you might see signs of... You it know, seems more like sound bites. Exactly. Um, so you might hear that people sell their stuff or their wares and they still have been told to leave. I pass it last last time every day, so the place is like a ghost town. But I don't don't think there's enough enough genuineness in in that. I think that it should be sold. Probably, you know, I mean, you see how stadiums these days have become very small things. Um, There's a stadium in Russia for the World Cup. It's collapsible. Once you're done playing football on that stadium, it collapses and it becomes something else. Yeah, same thing with what they're doing in Qatar. Uh, uh, Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you can, that place can be our O2. Yeah. The Stadium can be a response to the O2 arena in, in London. Yeah. Just true. saying. True. I, I like, I think I would like to keep the Abuja Stadium. I think I would like to. Because, yeah, but, I mean, but you see, Wale, another thing is that I think yeah. our approach to infrastructure, you know, mm. facilities, sports facilities, needs to change. Needs to change in the sense that the government, obviously, like you said, uh, the post is lean. So, sporting infrastructure, obviously, does not seem like a major uh, activation point, right? So, our attitude needs to change. Change in what sense? So, for instance, you have a national stadium, stadium that are right in front of each other. If you ask me, it was obviously an ego trip. Yeah, yeah. So government has this one. Lagos State 2 says, this is our stadium. As far as concerned, was an ego trip. Now, mm. that national stadium has been abandoned. In the words of, in the words of Biola Kazin, he says, demolish the place, build a, uh, a mall, or low-cost housing yeah. on that location. And I agree yeah, with him. Yeah, I mean, the national stadium is a very big space. It's a, it's it's a, a, it's a huge big, expanse uh, of land. Yes, and we, we I think, I think we're, I'm not sure they've used up to half of the land that's available to that stadium. So if you look at what they did with the old library, the old library is now a residential yeah, building. It's residential. But they yeah. kept the historical features of the old library. For yeah. people to and, the money, yeah. and the money still goes to the club. And the money supposed to be club. So it, I agree with you that national stadium should be sold. Uh, Abuja stadium should be concession. Concession yeah. in the sense that if that, that is if the government are trying to be coy, not wanting to let go completely. No problem. Concession for 30 years. Get some good money into the coffers of the government and allow somebody people that have the capacity and, and unfortunately the government over the years have shown that they are not capable of transferring ownership of government establishments, government enterprise or government property appropriately. You can yeah, go no, they've to, always struggled with that. You can, you yeah, can I mean, go to Ajakuta, you can go to distribution company, uh, you can go on and on. I think another problem the Abuja National Stadium has is it's maybe the, the site and the location. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. I don't think that it's central enough. Mm. You know, you look at the National Stadium in Sula, it's, it it's right in the middle of the island. Right in the middle of 
of the state. Exactly. And that is why, I mean, the government, like you said, they've always struggled when it comes to trying to, I don't know if it's a distrust between the government and, 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 and the public. And no, it's because, it's because, it's because, it's the same corruption we talk about. Okay, so I'm in mm. government and I have, I hear the one to sell the national stadium. I'm like, ah, someone, you sell this national stadium. Ah, so someone just come and take this national stadium just like that. So I go, I get a few cronies from abroad. We sign one SPV, special vehicle, uh, purpose vehicle, and we bid to buy it. So because I'm in government, I can influence the sale to that company yeah, that yeah. I'm a part of at a ridiculous price, right? And then I will not do anyhow with the place, you know, not provide proper service, not provide, you know, a good ambience and what have you. But I think that is something that needs to change. And whilst we are talking about, because some people will also say, you also have to look at second, and that's cool, I thought I would say, why should we sell our sporting facility? We don't have enough anyway, which is another side. We don't have enough anyway. But the truth is, we need to move that away from, it is part of the process of moving away a lot of things related to sports away from government. So the thought process of facilities needs to change and be handed over more to private hands. To do that. So you need to create incentives for private companies to say, okay, I live in Pedro. There's a nice expanse of land in Pedro. I can turn it to a 10 seater, you know, mini stadium. Yeah. That people in Pedro, a club like Bagada FC, can play at. And it will attract the people in that axis to come and watch. So we need to also make it commercially viable. I think those are, those are some of the conversations that are not being had in this Sunday that is uh, approach. Yeah, but I also, I also, I also think that I mean, see, Sondidari would likely spend four years, maybe six. Yeah, three more years. Time. Yeah, he's got three more years. But I also think that stadiums have gotten small over the years. Oh yes, oh yes. Yeah, I don't that's know why, why I said Pedro, ten thousand seater. Yeah, I don't understand the old. But I think I, I would like to keep the Abuja National Stadium. Um, I mean, a lot of money was sunk in there. Brazil ah. came to open up that stadium. Yeah. I mean, if you, have you checked out the velodrome? It's it's only everything in that stadium is Olympic standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything in there. But, is I, but as usual, as usual, we could not manage it. Exactly. Yeah. It. I, I think that the only the only well managed structure, sporting structure we have right in in Nigeria is where. Because you like public statement. That one self is up. Well, we've been at that stadium before now. If I'm going to add dirty, that stadium is. We we have, but at, le at least there is a deliberate effort. So there's a contract <laughs> long time called Julius Berger to at least maintain that structure. Mm. I still go there, and, and at least the the main ball, the pitch, the stands still looks decent. Still looks good. It still looks good. And yeah, but but, but at the same time, while it's a huge elephant project that is not attracting or making it very little revenue. It's making little or no revenue. Yeah, I mean, that's, why I'm telling you, that's why I said that stadiums have gotten smaller. And it is a ploy by our politicians yeah. to just siphon money. <laughs> um, I mean, I was just, I was, I was checking out my Twitter this morning and there's one guy running for Anambra State Governor. He says he will build 21 universities. And I'm like... 21 universities for what? Yes. 
going to be 21 universities. If you're we're having out. issues funding the ones that we have already. Yeah. So, uh, so it, it is. It is. It is like a template by our politicians. Let's build something. Let's build a structure. So we siphon money, and it is. I mean, it's very easy. I mean, take a look at Solidarity himself. His insistence on holding the national sports festival when obviously every state is not ready. <laughs> hey, you is know that, that one, eh? Well, you know, you know, the, you know the reason behind that one. Of course. They, they must not yeah, carry that money over to next year. Of course, the money, money doesn't have to move, must not go into the budget of 2021. <laughs> you know, so you, you can really, really understand the, men, the mentality of, of those running Nigerian sports. And you would have felt that Sunday that it would be a... A, 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 a brother, a different, of, yeah. Different boss. Unfortunately. like the system guy. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Okay, so let me. He's a system guy, but just he's just a guy who wears a suit and speaks plenty English. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you. So he's been there for almost two years now. Scorecard. Out of ten, I'll do him a I'll do him a four four point five. Yeah, 4. I'm not 5, convinced. Okay. I mean, we haven't touched on. On his meddling in affairs. Let's even go. NFL. Let's even quickly say that. Let's let's NFL. talk about as we go into the uh, as we go to NFL. Let's talk about that. You know, what was your reaction when you saw that picture of him training with the supervisor? What was your first reaction? I mean, that was clownish. <laughs> that, was, that was that was that was really clownish. If 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 the value of the super eagles was a billion dollars. I mean, he probably dropped it, you know, by a few zeros because, I mean, nobody would take you serious. Nobody would take... I, I mean, I'm just trying to imagine some of the foreign pros who were invited and... and, and yeah, especially the diaspora boys. Yes, I'm just trying to picture what's going on in the head. That we're preparing for a qualifier and you bring a sports minister to come train. I mean, I'm hearing from inside sources that it was going to extended and it okay. to him. And, and that also tells you... In fact, let's... Let's segue straight to the NFL. Uh, you know, as we have, to, uh, you are one of the backers of Gareth Raw. Uh, yeah, I, I, I gave Gareth Raw the benefit of doubt after the 2018 uh, World Cup because I felt that okay. we had we have a nucleus of a team that is growing. Uh, you know, after the exit of a Victor Moses, uh, John Mikel, we we seem to have a a good core. That I felt that by the next AFCON in Cameroon, Nigeria should be good enough to win the next AFCON in Cameroon. But from the Nations Cup in Egypt to now, my doubts, I'm having a lot more doubts, and I'm beginning to join the you know the school of thought that say maybe it's about time this guy goes. And I, I will say this. I do not think any coach that is what it saw, that is what his pedigree would do what Gerezo did during that scenario, uh, the, the preparations up to, leading up to that scenario. The deputy governor was there to train. The sports minister was there to train. The president of the NFF was there to train with the team. And I asked this yeah, question. Yeah. Okay. Would forget about the fact that um, oh look, let me use Spain as an example. Would 
Luis Enrique, allow King Juan Carlos to join them in training, it would never happen. All right, all right. So, so yeah, me, yeah, yeah, here's my take. Although I think that Luis Enrique has got no choice. It's the, it's the real fat, it's the real man in Spain that was training. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's definitely going to allow him. I'm just, I mean, just on the side. But I think that, you know, what led to the game in Benin, Raw definitely, what you, all you just seen is that Raw has become also a system guy. Exactly. Raw has, yeah, has become, has been, is like a Nigerian, basically. Yes. He knows how the system works. <laughs> he knows that Sunday Diary was never, has never been a fan of ease. He knows that Sunday Diary was never in support of him getting an extension of the contract. So he has to pull the man close. He has to, I mean, he has to bring his enemy closer. And that's what he's done. And I think, I think what he has done is show that the Nigerianness in general is showing. That's what we have seen in Benin. <laughs> with Philip Shaibu training with the team, that more has to do with he who dictates the... the bad, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the Edo State government have shelled out a lot of, oh, a lot yes. of money. To the rumors are right. And it's happening from so, Akwaibo, Amadjupinik, Rivers State. Amadjupinik is going to tell Gano Raw, we are playing Sierra Leone. I, we don't think we will win this game. Just let this guy strain. And you know what I, I felt? Yeah. I felt that while we are doing all of this, the Sierra Leoneans, led by Isha Johansson, who is a friend of Amadjupinik, yeah. they felt disrespected. Of I'm course. I'm sure they felt, felt disrespected. Of course. I mean, what do these guys take us for? Well, you have their politicians training with them. Yeah. And that would have fueled them more. Of so course. someone said that it was 4-1. Someone said that we're leading 4-1. What happened? I'm feeling that sometimes when you lead 4-1, it's not a true reflection of the game. At all. <laughs> you know, At all. It's not, because if we led 4-1 and we're good value for it, then we should have gone to free time and also go to win. Yeah, yeah. You know, so... Um, in, fact, I, it, I, in fact, what it also tells you is mm. that the level of preparedness that you are supposed to have for a 90-minute game, you probably just had a 20-minute... Yeah. 20, 20, yeah. yeah. So, and that was what that, that Yeah, that was what anymore. we showed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that Gunnar Raw... That's why I feel that... I'm even surprised that the minister is 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 pointing fingers at Gunnar Raw, pointing at NFF, when he also had the parts to play on. Of course. course. Of course. I, 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 but I you know how it is now, Ali. Honestly, I was disappointed in the minister, especially in the things he, he uttered. You know, well, it's quite disappointing. Twitter, very disappointing. Um, he still, I mean, he still has more sound bites out there. I mean, this, just this morning on the punch, I was reading when he was now it's now a cold war between raw, uh, between the NFF and the ministry. Yeah, because the NFF through Amadjupinik have gone to the BBC and said we cannot sacro yeah. in Platens. We cannot sack him. We just extend his contract. We don't have the money to pay him off. They and he's top of the league. He's top of his exactly. group anyway. And I think that makes more sense. I think that for the first time, Amadou, Amadou Penik is making sense here. Yeah, um, I agree with you that he said, you know, when, when somebody finally makes a valid point. Exactly. So, yes, we've yeah, drawn back-to-back games. But we're yeah. top of our group. At top so, of the qualifying group. I mean, we've only played four games this year. We've only lost one. Um, this year, coronavirus has given everyone an excuse. You can't even sack your manager when you don't have money. Yeah. You could see that even in the Premier League, do we have any sacked manager yet? No. So far, despite how bad 
some yeah, tunes I've had that start because the financial implications are very in this COVID nineteen period. It is the the financial implications are very 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 even very, in very, Italy. Nobody has sacked yeah. their manager now. Even exactly. Spain, so everyone, everyone is very everyone is careful. careful. Yeah. Not even when a manager just signed a contract just a few months ago. <laughs> Where are you going to find? So the, the ministry... So I think Solidarity is being emotional here. Playing to the gallery, obviously. It's playing to the gallery. It's tapping into the emotions of Nigerians who also, you know, want Russell, want Gennaro to leave. But Solidarity has to be very careful what he says. I, oh. I don't know if he... <laughs> I don't know that... I, I don't... What do you think? Do you think that if... If Dari and and Pinnick go into a cold war, a battle of wits, a battle of who has the strongest of backers, you think Pinnick will emerge victorious like he emerged against Solomon Dalong? Did he emerge victorious against Solomon Dalong? Of course, I mean, he ousted Dalong, didn't he? He ousted Dalong. Uh, Dalong eventually left. See, yeah. I mean, the, reality is, the reality is that, the reality is, if there's a cold, the cold war exists between the ministry and the FA, it is our football that has to suffer. It is the because yeah, then I'm going to be starved of funds because the the forget about what Amaji Pink tells you about the solvency level of the NFL. Yeah, but yeah, me, how much how person. much really how much really do the ministry give the NFF? Do you know the ministry don't pay Gonorrhea? They don't. They don't, of course they don't, but then while it, but then while it, the same NFF told us that Gonorrhea salary will be handled by their sponsors, their optimum partner. I too. And then somewhere along the line, the Lord comes out and tells us he's doing for three months' salary. And then you start asking, ah, but is I too not supposed to take care of the salary? So you know that I, it's also sharing a bit of controversy right now. Yeah, but I, I still hear that I too still pays the salaries, though. Um, maybe there were issues with um, some of his, his areas. But I understand I too still pays the salary. The ministry don't pay. So, no, of course, um, the ministry doesn't pay. But the, the ministry wants to flex muscles and say, hey, we are the government. I mean, we oversee you guys. Yeah, but you see, that's, that's, that is where, that is where I have also have a problem, Wally. If we are still, and, and a, lot, a lot has to do with the guys that do our football. If they can just have a, a plan, you know, this plan that, look, we don't want to take money from the community, but government money is good to collect. But you can't be in a situation where you are collecting government money and you're not in the other breath saying you should not come and interfere with us. Why, why would I not interfere with you? If I release 1.8 billion to you to play two qualifiers, like I had that mm -hmm. was released, I should be able to have a say on what happens, you know, in your, in your function. I should be able to say something. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a valid point you have raised. But if you are going to have a say, I don't think you can have a say in technical matters. Well, that, because that is, which, is, which, is the, which is the reaching and the overreaching allegations that come up, you know, uh, against somebody that, that, yes. But then at the same time, where do you limit the level of interference? One, Somebody can remove Amadipiri. The moment you do that, people yeah. will, yeah. will come at you. So where, like it or not, Solidarity will interfere in the selection of coaches. There are stories around that some of the appointments made recently had the influence of Solidarity. It is alleged that that happened. Did, did, did you see the story of um, the Dara woman 
the new head yes, of women's the football. New head of women's football that was purportedly headhunted by I need to get somebody from Phoenix Consulting on this show. But it's unfortunate, I'm sure they would have signed uh an NDA <laughs> that they wouldn't be able to discuss it. But these are some of the things. So how do you how are you able to collect money from the government? You say they should not interfere. I think it's a it's a it's a poison challenge that yeah, we need to yeah. we need to eventually find a way to try to win it. But like we have agreed, it is enjoyable to collect government. You have money. a point, but also remember that there's also the NFF bill still on the table of the president. And because you see the, 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 the if, reason if, if why the that bill, signs the reason NFF why, bill then uh, well, as let me tell you, as far as this NFF is constituted today, it is best that that bill is not signed. Because I do not think that this NFF offers value a 360 degrees, 100% or more than 100% value to corporate Nigeria. Mm. I don't think so. Do you, do you think so? I think, I, but, but you also have to know that this has been the best NFF in years. No, I don't agree, Wally. I've seen I that mean, that. so so what's your what, what's the best NFF for that? For that? I probably say NFF in the in the in the nineties under maybe under Nicky Obera, and and they were appealing to 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 corporate Nigeria. I think these guys also. So they had a good they job. had that level of sponsorship too. They had that level of sponsorship. See, yeah, but the, my, but problem that, with, I, my problem with Amadeus NFF. Hmm? My problem is transparency. It's tra ah, you, are, you just took the words out of my mouth. It's transparency. That, that's my problem. But have they tried to be attractive? Have they tried to be attractive to corporate Nigeria? I think yeah, that but, they have. But, I also think I also think that there's a tendency to to make the super eagles the alpha and omega, which is which a personal is, problem. Yeah, it's a, it's a, but, but see, is it a bad thing? Even the three lions, well, it's just the three lions. Yeah, it's that's the three true. lions. But while they, but wait, don't go. It's the flagship. But do they yeah. make it so obvious? To note that there is a there's no rippling effect, there's no trickle down effect on all the teams. I give you an example. You have a beach soccer team that you are top three in Africa, right? You mm. have potential comparative advantage in beach soccer in Africa. You know that if you play in Africa, you'll be top three. Bad as bad, right? But on the main football scene, and, and I'm, people should not get me wrong, I'm not saying take the beast soccer team ahead of Super Eagles, no, or ahead of proper football. But in the main football, yes, top three at the last nation's club. But if we're talking in the real sense, you face more of an uphill up battle, right, to be in the equation to the top three across Africa. Now, you Abandon, disband that team. You have your Falcons that are the number one team in Africa, whether you like it or not, they're still champions of Africa. Yeah, yeah. They're still the funds. They themselves are not taken care of as a brand. And I believe that if I were handling the women's football today, I can assure with at least with the small contacts that I have, Wally, what we can attract to women's but to the Falcons, especially women are more than us now. Do you know the kind of appeal you can create? But I believe that the NFL continues to 
look at them as like the like, the, I, like uh, the stepchild. Yeah, I then, think you have a point. I mean, take a look at the last World Cup in France. Yeah. You remember that World Cup when a couple of our players got into some 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 advert campaigns. Yes. I think one got into a, um, was it a malt company? Yeah, yes. Yeah. I mean, you could see that the appeal was there only if we could just dig deeper. Exactly. Yeah. And like we just fact, to you deeper. know, today, China, I saw China too. Big shout out to China too. I saw him today. He's in Lagos on the book tour. Yeah. And he said something. And I wish I had with him. He said, our people are just busy. Go and ask them. The marketing department of the NFL, go and ask them the last time they put together a proposal, which is what I say is a problem for me when I'm a genius. Do we serve Pamosi as the guys at the marketing department? Pamosi. That is a long story. The GAC deal they signed was obvious yeah. now. What value are they offering GAC? Look at the yeah. way Chukweze uh, on how to address at a corporate presentation. What signal are you sending to corporate Nigeria? And I, 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 I mean, they signed the GAC deal and we don't even know what it involves financially. No, they won't tell you that one. No, no, that one. And I don't, I don't, I don't understand why the no, NFL... They won't tell you that one. This is an NFL that has not even... You know, um, its, book, its books have not been. Um, I mean, has this shown Nigeria's books in his last two uh, years? Uh, you have to go there. Well, you have yeah, to go I, mean, there. Wait, I think we had a conversation a couple, you have to go a couple there. of months. I don't think they are, that they are open. Well, the, the, I think it was a year ago. Last year, she actually was in the studio. He came to, I think, Sportsman on Lagos Talks. And we're talking about the financials. Yeah, the brother of those financials is a very good time. He was heading to just after the World Cup or so. So 2018, well, very nice. It came out last year. And I was telling you, I said, we have not seen 2019. 2020 is about to finish. And I read somewhere that the guys who's consulting were actually complaining because at the last AGM, they were like, how can we have an AGM and we don't have financial? And they were telling the interviewers that, look, the journalist president that, look, how are we going to give you financial when we don't have, you know, the necessary documents from the FA. I remember asking Shiyaki and telling him that, you know, yeah, it's fine. Blow your trumpet that you showed us audited account. But in the real sense, can you say in your heart of hearts that you have given us something that is 100%? It was like, yeah, it's audited. I said, no. I said, if you go to the website of the English FA today, while their full financials is there, not audited. Because auditor shows you, not just audit, shows you snapshot, one page. Okay. The English FA, if you go there, it has a full, you know the way you go to AGM and they give you that full booklet? Yeah, yeah. It's on their website. So you can go from page to page, line by line, and you can check the notes. So they're telling you revenue, page so so you go to revenue. They'll break down every money that came in. This one came from Nike. This one came from McDonald's. This one came from, you know, like that. But us, just this snapshot. So you had this sponsorship, bam. Um, government subvention, bam. Expenses. And I'm like, this is not good enough. 
I, I, I think that, that even at the end of their tenure, that will span eight years, Benic has to really, really be worried about... No, I don't think he'll be worried. I don't think he's a worried man. But he won't be kindly judged when it comes to the transparency of deals at that, all. At that all. they did with um, the national teams, especially the Super Eagles of Nigeria. I mean, what we see, what we hear, we just see pictures, we see, you know, all of this good for the optics, but you have to be very, very transparent. Yeah. Because, see, the truth of the matter is, I think that they also don't want to be transparent because of the government. Yeah. So government knows you're receiving this huge amount and feels that... Why, can't, Why are you I mean, coming you to ask me for money? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can self-sustain. And I think that's... I mean, that also goes back to our clubs, although that's a different conversation. Ah, no, let's, clubs let's quickly go into that Don't reveal how much they sell their players because <laughs> of the subvention they got from the government. You know, I'm, I'm going to make a... I'm going to make a... A, 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 a challenge now. Uh, I think a month ago, Rangers National came out that they received their audited accounts from their auditors. This is one month after. They haven't made their financials public. Now, someone will tell me it's a club, uh, but note, it is a club that is funded by public money. Yes. By taxpayers' money. So, yes, yes. those financials should be made available. Well, yeah, 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 I mean, you also know why this, thing, why this process is strange to a lot of people, yeah. even to the clubs. We are not used to accountability. Yeah, we are not. And also, the so-called so LMC has it in their regulations that all the teams need to submit the management and audited accounts every year, but they don't. Yeah, I think it's part of the framework. It's part of the framework. Yeah. I, did two, I did two episodes of this podcast reviewing the LMC framework. And I tell you for free, they haven't been submitting that. And there is a stipulation in the regulation that if you don't submit, there are punitive measures there. But then, let me move quickly to something that I said I need to discuss. Wale, your thought on precision fairness in Nigeria? Oh, that's charade. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, you know. The only, the only upside to that, to to the, those preseasons, is the fact that these clubs are playing football. You know, they haven't played football in, I mean, in, in late March, March. Mm-hmm. March or May. Yeah, no, in March. 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 Yeah. yeah. I think these clubs are just delighted to just be playing some level of competitive football, but the process that has produced it. All this governor, Okoa Cup, governor, Abiodo Cup. So once again, it still tells you that we are not ready to stay away from government. Yes, we are not. We are not, we are not ready. No, but you see, Wale, I'm also, I'm also a, a, a part of the school of thought that says there's nothing wrong with government being involved. Of as course, long as there's yes. transparency and there's accountability. Yes. And yes, I always I give an example Greg, of Mr. Bob Greg Clark was in front of the, the, the parliament. I mean, when he, when he misianned. Yeah, he, when he, he said the nonsense. So that's the government coming to ask him questions. Yeah. Uh, what's the name? Richard Masters, the Premier League uh, chief, answers to the government. Yes. Of course. So I don't, there's, no, there's no problem with government, you know, at the level trying to... Providing the oversight functions, exactly. policy. Yes. And I think that is what we have a problem with. Because the process at which the governors and the government itself sets in place is just to reward some people for their loyalty, and that's it. 
Yeah. So certain yeah. questions are not. And so when I see or hear about all these procedural remedies, and I'm looking at this from this perspective only. One, what are the financial rewards to these clubs for participating in this competition? Two, health and safety. Our guys are playing matches every day in this competition, Wally. And I'm not sure that is fair. I'm not sure it is reasonable. And I'm not sure it makes absolutely any sense for somebody to play a 16-team tournament or 18-team tournament, and they're playing daily. I think it affects, um, you see, we yeah, don't I mean, give I our just, players... I just, I just, you know, I just learned today that Rivers United had to leave. Um, I to was going to go there. I was going to go there. They had to leave the which competition? The government competition. Because they have to do COVID tests today, and they have to leave by Thursday for Victoria Guinea because yeah. they are going to face another set of COVID tests. And I asked, you people didn't know that you would play on the continent, Abi. Before you decide to go and play this competition. I, I so, in a preceding yeah. competition, there's walkover. Of course. <laughs> of course. You know, but, but, but see, this, this preseason, I don't, you know, the reason I'm not a huge fan, I don't want, I don't, I, I, I don't like government interference at any level, honestly. But because our clubs also, or because the league itself, has not been attractive to brands. Yeah. I mean, brands can also sponsor precision tournaments. Why not? Why not? Of course. We see a lot of that in Europe. Yeah. We, but because we haven't positioned ourselves, because we are not attractive enough, so they can't come close and say they want to, you know, they, they want to sponsor um, the... And, and those who even want to sponsor, uh, their hands are tied. Let me give you an example. Yeah. Look at Bet Niger, for example. Yeah. Bet Niger cannot sponsor anything football because we know, you know, the workings that go underground, you know. So um, why? No, no. Why? Why? Why can't this sponsor football? The reason is simple. I mean, the owner owns Red Monsters. Yeah, but they sponsored. They sponsored the N the NNL at some point, which had to be which had, which had to be withdrawn because there was a lot of controversy about it. It had to be withdrawn. I mean, I don't think that made, that that even made sense at any at any level. Though. Exactly, um, conflict of interest. I don't think that, that makes sense. But in the real but, sense, Wally, how much value do we want? We're talking betting companies. Betting course, took, no took money to Kenya. Yeah. And you know what has, that did for them? That also made them attractive for an international brand like Multi-Choice. Whether that is, Multi-Choice is in Nigeria or not, it's an international brand. To yeah. acquire a stake, a certain percent stake in that company. 100%. It tells you a lot about the thing, and that is a Nigerian company, a Nigerian particular. It's, it's only owned by Nigerians. So value is an important thing. Yes, we have, to, one of we, have, our, we have to fix value. We have to fix value. One of our yeah. senior colleagues put out a tweet yesterday of two pictures he shared. Um, Plato United playing in Yimba in the Governor Ikuazu. <laughs> and Sunday, I did to you who, for some reason, always can't seem to get out of the news for bad reason. A few months ago, Sunday was announced as a player for Abia Warriors. Yeah. A month after, he popped up in Plitu United as a player for Plitu United. I understand he spent money 
to unveil himself. That's what. <laughs> he would not show up yesterday wearing the jersey of uh, Tosin. Uh, what was it? Who used to play for Plenty United? Who now plays for him? But who happened to not be in that same match? Come on, Wally. How about See, you? Yeah, I mean, that's even a preseason tournament that we can't get right. And this, see, these are the small details that that's, that that, that irritates corporate Nigeria. Exactly. They are the smallest of details, Yemi. Very, very small. And it can cost you a whole lot. People won't take you serious when things like this happen. If at the precedent tournament you can't get it right, how are you going to get it right when the league itself starts? Well, well, they even know when the league well, starts. I mean, I was, the league will start on December 6th. You were talking to China today. I, I saw China on Friday mm. and China was telling me that well, that league no start December 6th. <laughs> Something that we said it on sports express that that league can start on the next day. That they will play, they will do sports express at first. And if, if, you, if you want to fix value, I mean, people, brands need to see what you're offering. Yes. I've not seen it. It's not on television. I, I, now I, they, say, I, they say Red Strike is coming. I'm like, I, you know, you, oh, God, Wally, it, it hurts me <laughs> because you see what they're doing in Ghana with their TV rights? Yeah. Sometimes I'm ensuring that they're showing as much as possible eight games every weekend. Right? Kenya. Let me ask Asamu Ajian is back in the Ghanaian Premier League. Yes, now. That's, yeah. I mean, Suri Montari yeah. was supposed to go back, but decided to, uh, I think he decided to probably go to South Africa or something. They are offering value. And this value is very important. Um, and a lot of people don't know that. I think people don't understand value. Maybe that's the case. Yeah, exactly. The moment, see, value is so important that it, it, it can improve the, the level of, of the football itself. Look at East Africa. There's a mass in, 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 in television coverage yeah. of Eastern Africa. Yeah. yeah. Tanzania, you know, Congo, Tanzania, I mean, Tanzania, basically my focus here. You could, yeah. I mean, there's, there's money, Tanzania League. Look at the way they package the league. Look at the steam bar. Um, I mean, and you look at what they are doing on the continent of Champions League. No, interestingly, Simba play Plato United. So, yeah, yeah, yeah we didn't yeah. know yeah. we have yeah. an opportunity to see it. And we always, we always go to the Cup Champions League and have to deal with Ah, Ali, that's what I started breaking. Okay. Okay. I think I can hear you. I can hear you now. Continue. Okay. Right, so, so I think that we we we've even forgotten. We cannot an African team. We can't. And no, we can't. The there's a level of our football at club level right now. We and there's no value. Well, no, let's try deal. What's well, the hmm? How do you compete with a team? That is able to pay transfer fees of three million, two million, yeah, five million dollars for a player. How do you compete with that? Alakli, Alakli, Alakli signed. Um, can I remember his name? It's a defender. He'll be earning a million dollars every year. Yeah. 
Yeah. Ashraf Benchaki at um, Ziraja earns close to a million dollars. How do you compete? No, how do you compete with that? <laughs> so you can't. It's it's it's, it's see, those guys are on another level. At all, the, the football they play, and that is why you constantly see them win the calf champions. So let me let me say um, let me let me let me let me crack one quick joke here. Alali fired or their manager left. And yeah, what did they do? Patrick Catron. What did they do? They went and got pizza most money. Yeah. Straight away. You are a serial winner in South Africa. You've won on the continent. Guy, come to Alali. Fresh challenge. Canopillas. And, and he has taken them to the final. And he's taken the pillars who are on the continent, calf constitution school. They knew like a year ago, that if you don't have a cafe license, you can't manage a team in a calf championship. And our dear friends in Caterpillars are forming a committee to look for a coach. And I'm like, is it madness that is worrying these people? Or is it that you just don't know that all you need to do is get yourself a list? Who are the coaches in the world that have cafe license? Who are the coaches in Nigeria? Let's even say you don't want to get a foreign coach. Who are the coaches that have cafe license? I know there are very few. I even understand that many of the coaches that have cafe licenses are university lecturers. Yeah. Are lecturing in university. So, okay, you want to go foreign, just get a list of people and go after the people you want to sign up. Which one is your forming committee? Yeah, I mean, you, you know the summation of all of this. I don't think that, I think every club in the, in the MPFL, it's just a bad, it's just a bad, they are badly run clubs. Yeah, they are all badly run. Yeah, all Private, badly run. government, you, 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 all of them. You know that when it comes to CAF's licensing, don't let me, I'm going too far. <laughs> Even NFF's licensing, none of our clubs. Which one is NFF's licensing? Which one is NFF's licensing? NFF also have their licensing. Which one? That one, they don't follow it, no. I'm only telling you that they cannot even meet those benchmarks. And not to even talk about calf. That takes me back to the sports minister and is overreaching sometimes in issues relating to football. He came out and said uh, our league will no longer be play play. Since he said that thing, he's kept quiet. And of course, Shev Diko, knowing Shev Diko, they're already tilting to their play play. Because they, as usual, first banned some home stadium, home stadium, and they will now eventually, once the league is about to start, they will say approval giving, uh, conditional approval granted. And I say, when are you going to get away from this madness of conditional approval, conditional approval? Just follow the damn licensing regime for once. If it is only eight teams that meet that requirement, then please play the league with the eight teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know why eight teams cannot play the league? Why? Out of the 20 teams we have, probably only four are, are privately owned. Uh -huh. um, government, see, football is a plaything in the hands of the government. Sunday Dari cannot put his foot ground when a governor is more powerful than him tells him that his team has to play in the league. That is the truth. The gov some of these governors are very 
powerful than solidarity. You're not even no. You're even going too far by mentioning solidarity. Imagine yeah, so, you want to throw out, you want to throw out, uh, Benin's round, yeah. or Delta Force, or Aqua United or Dakada. And you can you, you can imagine. So <laughs> and the Super Eagles, we want to go and play in Ida Edo, Delta, and Aqua. And that is why I think that the idea that was floated sometime this year about private clubs trying to form a private league. It won't work. I would well, have then. backed it. Huh? I would have backed it too, but I don't think I would it have work. backed it, but the reason why it won't work is number one, we never we never do things right. You know, that's number one. Then what is the end game? True. There's no end game. There's no end game for me. I mean, if a private club was winning the league and going to the CAF Champions League, I, I love that. But there is no end game. At the end, it's just like an, an exhibition. No, and three, you know, the private clubs are not any different from the government ones. Of course, yeah. They won't yes. break the same rules. Same of the same. Yeah. Same of the same. And same then, the same. in terms of functionality, how are they going to play? Remember what happened in basketball as we go into basketball now? Remember what happened in basketball? Which stadium are you going to use? Oh, yeah, Remo starts. Yeah, we know Remo has a very nice facility that I understand that we just finished. Yes. But MFM, where would they be? Privately owned club. Is it that Gigi Stadium that is owned by the government or Tesla Barrow that is owned by the government? That's. I, 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 I agree with you. And, and see. The, the 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 our league is is stuck in a rot. Yes, I don't think the guys in charge can move it forward. I don't think so too. Yeah, I mean, do you realize that Cheo Diko is in is at calf level? Is in the uh, is in the interclub committee now. Yes, interclub committee. Yeah, he And his own his own in his own jurisdiction, <laughs> the league cannot even meet calf standards at all. <laughs> it's quite ironic. You know, it's see the, irony. See the irony. It's a huge irony. Uh, let's go to basketball and the NBA. Um, for me, I do think that if this NBA misses the opportunity that they have right now, so by virtue of having two teams, male and female, no, I'm not two marketable teams, mm. two commercially viable teams. Going to the Olympics, the only team sports going to the Olympics. If they miss this opportunity, I'm sorry, we cannot get it back. Why am I saying so? You had eight, whether they are Nigerian descent or not, whether they were born in Nigeria or not, eight players drafted in the NBA draft just last week. Two of them born in Nigeria, so the likelihood that those two would probably want to be part of this Olympics team is very high. Already, you have a number of NBA guys who are considering playing for Nigeria at the Olympics. You have the appointment of Mike Brown, and then you have the non-distraction and the elimination of football from the Olympics. Mm. It gives you a fantastic platform to market this thing to the fullest. But, but yeah, I mean, see, the truth of the matter is, 
all you've said here is us trying to live in the in in the present. <laughs> we have to fix the fundamentals of basketball. I was, I'm going to go there to the fact yeah, that you know, I'm going to go there. But what we've done here is even if we go to the Olympics, best case scenario, maybe we'll be bronze. I don't think this team can can get to the final of the NBA of the of the uh, basketball um about uh, the Olympics. I don't I don't think so. It's still, it's still a young squad. Yeah, it's still a young uh, squad. But Very young a lot team. of experience coming from the NBA. Yeah. But if you will, the Tigers, the Tigers, to what end? Okay, we'll market. We'll market it once again. It's, it's like the, the Super Eagles we talked about. Yeah. The, the Tigers. There are a lot of stories. I wish I had to check my phone, but let me get back to my previous question. Okay, it's better now. Yeah, yeah, it should be better. So as I was saying, mm. we have to fix, we have to fix the 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 machinery yeah. that would allow this thing to work seamlessly. Yes. And that is the guys running running the game. I like the makeup of the squad. I like the manager. I like the coach, Mike Brown. I mean, experienced. Um, I understand he's already in Kigali, you know, waiting for yeah, the guys to come. Yeah. I, I, like, I like the project. But the project has to be all-encompassing. Yes. But who is Mike Brown loyal to? Mike Brown is loyal to Musakida. Yes, unfortunately. Obviously, Musakida, wealthy guy, businessman, has brought a couple of sponsors. But there's also Tijani Omar looking somewhere. Yeah. Now, the general theme of our conversation today has been the minister, right? <laughs> Minister also applies to have been taking sides. I mean, it seems I've been taking sides. Oh, also God. Same, same as the previous one as well. Yeah, of, of course, of course. And the backstory of this started way back 2013. I don't know if you do remember. Yeah. Remember there was election that was held. FIBA also at the point in time, you know, taking sides. Then the next election that was held, you know, simultaneously in Kano and, and, and Abuja. I think Abuja won't produce the Tijani Kida. Umar. No, the one in Abuja right? produced Kida, the one in uh, Kano, Kano produced Tijani Umar. And, and FIBA, it baffles me that FIBA could not find a way to meddle into that. That thing, that thing, that thing, that thing shocked me. That, yeah, I mean, FIBA, the point I was then saying that, okay, Musa Kida, you old international. Uh, uh, you old domestic. You, 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 yeah, I mean, FIBA should be much more authoritative and emphatic. Exactly. Although FIBA insists that they, they have not, they don't recognize both elections. But they need to be emphatic. Then just set a timetable and say, okay, we don't recognize both elections, but on so and so date, we'll have an election, so and so venue. We will send our yeah. delegation to our monitoring team, boom, have the election. And pick whoever it is that will run Nigerian football. I think, I think FIBA themselves, and it, which will also now take me to another segment, which is, with all these things we've said, you know, foundation is very key. And I think FIBA themselves are not offering that foundation that will make African basketball as a whole thrive well. Because if you can't sort out little little squabbles in your member organization like this one, it's lingered for too long. It has given up and it has derailed. I don't know how good enough the Kida faction are going to manage the international boys. Yeah, you know, yeah. 
They manage them well. Imagine. But, 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 you, you know, you can't also empty by Yemi somehow. The reason is because FIBA is only concerned with international basketball. <laughs> so, what they have done is take care of international basketball in Nigeria. Mm. Yeah, but, is, that's, but that's what Patrick Bama, the late Patrick Bama was. I mean, you know, their yeah, secretary died. That died, yeah. Yeah, so that's what they are trying to protect. Let's just protect international basketball. Yeah, Although, but, it, they are not sincere. You don't yes. recognize an election, but yes, still tell a body to be managing international basketball. You know, it is so there's also, and I also think that the fact that, that the, the, the MBBF itself, they are not they are not sincere with each other. For instance, in 2013, when the elections were held, it was the ministry that oversaw the election. And FIBA uh -huh. said, hey, <laughs> the MBBF must do the conduct or the IOC must conduct the election itself. Not uh, the, the NOC, beg, beg your pardon. Mm. Not the, the NOC has to conduct the election. But the ministry went on to conduct the election, and that was where the Wala started. And now what FIBA is saying now is that this election, again, in Abuja and Kano, the sports ministry was, you know, prime, it's prime is still in there. Yeah. I mean, that was the period when the IOC told every sporting federation, go and develop your constitution. Yeah. Conduct the elections. We don't want any interference from the ministry. Because, see, this whole ministry thing is getting no sitting. Yeah, it is. And the reason, as you've pointed out, if the ministry is giving these federations money because they can't self-sustain, they will always have a seat. Of course. They would always say, it is, see, it is basic, it is natural. If I'm giving you money, at a point in time, I'm going to want to have a say in whatever I'm giving you money for. So the inability of our federations to stand on their own is what we're seeing here. My beef the matter is, see, okay? Continue, continue. I wanted to also say that the unholy, I won't call it unholy or Sunday diary, I mean, like you said earlier on, he knows the, the big guys running, you know, the country. So I'm sure he's, he's, he's familiar with Musakida. You know, so you expect that they have a very, very wonderful relationship. And I mean, you've seen a lot of events that have the minister and Musakida in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, though, Tijanuma has been very, very quiet. This is because it's league. They gave him his own part of but that uh, league function and they have a court case. Is that the league, the league can't function? They have court case. Yeah, the league cannot function. And, and the main the and the main body and the main body that was supposedly sponsoring them has gone up in flames. Yeah, of course. Um, there's, there's no way they can. I mean, the the company itself, you know, could not uh, keep 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 up. But the league has to return. Yeah, I don't like the fact that I don't um, like it as well. I think basketball. Yeah, I, I don't really like it. I, I think basketball. That means that we can't compete at continental level. No, we can't. And basketball is obviously taking a book from football, and it's interesting that you know Fivana came up with bar, which yeah. for me I'm I'm actually I'm not 100% convinced about the whole model. Because but, but, but you know you know you have a point that this is a big opportunity for basketball. It is a, it's, it's, huge a, it's opportunity. a massive opportunity. But basketball definitely is the second biggest sport in the country, no doubt about it. But it, it there's an opportunity for it to now get bigger. Maybe not bigger than football. There's an opportunity for it to expand. Yeah. You know, you know the, the, the boys that were drafted on draft day a couple of days ago, 
they have given a lot of Nigerians belief, a young boy yes, believe that they can do it. Yeah, yes. They've given them the belief. I mean, anybody who has probably grown up with Kelechi Achua who were in Portacot will feel that if Achua can make it. Yeah. Achua was playing football in Portacot. It was only until he got to the U.S. he started playing basketball. So, I mean, there's a lot of belief that these young boys, you know, will have. But they need a platform. And that platform is dead. The league. Yeah. It is dead. Yeah, and, and, and as I said, it's unfortunate that somehow you you fail to address the issues domestically, but put together some kind of ranchakul tournament so that you can send someone to the continent. And then I say this, yeah. Wally, the bar reminds me of the ABL and the CBL that this oh, yeah. NBF truncated, dismantled, and, you know, Criminalized more or less. You, you know, know that was a big opportunity for, for basketball you know, to become. You know, you know on Saturday we were having that conversation at, at camp. Yeah. When one of the parents was saying, shout out to Tara Tara Bola, he was saying it there that he used to come to landmark to watch basketball and it was an event. It was a huge, a huge opportunity lost. But we we we've we've talked for almost one hour, 30 minutes. And I want to just round up by saying this. My beef with the MBBF is not that one with, on the court, international, is small. It's with is in esports. The MBBF truncated a huge opportunity for young Nigerians. Whether they are based in Nigeria, in the UK, or in yeah. the US, by not participating in the FIBA is, uh, Open, the esports Open, that FIBA has going on uh, starting last week. I know how you feel about, about, uh, about esports. But Cote the way you feel no. about esports is also the way Babs or Gwande or wherever in the exactly. world feels. Exactly. But what, like, my, my, my beef is that Cote d'Ivoire, Gabon are in this competition. Cote d'Ivoire, we, one of the guys I was working with, was pushing, looking for players for Cote d'Ivoire on social media for Cote d'Ivoire mm. people to play because he felt that we were, we were okay in Nigeria. Forms had been filled. Wale, I tell you for free, the MBF did not know anything about this competition until this guy, shout out to Manuel got a message from FIBA because FIBA contacted the esports guys, I think that was school or so, that who's the guy they can talk to in Nigeria. And they mentioned the manual's name. So the male Emmanuel had a conversation. Emmanuel then copied us and asked us, ah, who are the people he needs to talk to to make this? I said, okay. Do you know for two weeks, we're looking for the email address of the MBBF. All the email addresses we got were wrong. With Miller demons. I'm telling you. <laughs> eventually, I think they got the number of either Kida or Babs Ogwande, and they met, they went for the launching the unveiling of Total as uh, sponsors of Division 1 of Division 2. That was what they made. And at first, Kida's, Kida's response and overall attitude towards this was a bit hostile. But this guy, if it was me, at that point, I would have pulled out. But he was very keen on uh, finding an opportunity for Nigeria to participate in an international tournament because this is the body, FIBA. It's like FIBA. Because in football, we can't compete yeah, as like Nigeria. Yeah. Yeah. We can't compete as Nigeria in FIFA. 
was an opportunity for Nigeria to compete in the FIBA, you know? So he was very passive, and we pushed this thing. Do you know that we kept going back and forth, back and forth. The guys at FIBA kept extending the deadline. And no, they kept extending the deadline. Yeah, so hey, deadline is today, but I will extend it for you guys. Deadline. Do you know that the guys at the MBF went behind these guys back and told FIBA that we're not participating? This, for what reason? Wait, you said they were not ready that it's not priority or something. They told FIBA three weeks earlier. It was three weeks after. Emmanuel just emailed the FIBA guy and said, oh, no. He emailed the FIBA guy when he saw the draws. And he didn't see Nigeria. He was like, ah, what's going on? And the guy from FIBA said, ah, your people pulled out now. And he was like, what? Pulled out? How? Do you know up to today, the NBF has not responded to this guy. Babs Ogwan, and I'm saying this because this guy really don't care. Babs Ogwan, they went on a radio station and said that Emmanuel, the guy, didn't have a hand. He didn't understand the process. He didn't understand the whole thing. Can you imagine? He hurt me. You know, you, you know that every, every, everything to most of these administrators is politics. Yes. Um, they, like I said, the way you feel about esports, they will never feel about that because they still see it as, as recreation. As they don't yeah, I mean, football, football, professional football players now have esports clubs. Yes, football clubs now even have esports. I invest in esports. Yeah, I mean, Dynamo Kiev have a team. Did you um, see I this? Think, um, the unveiling yeah, of uh, one team was in Saudi Arabia when they unveiled uh, Banega. Yeah, even Banega was unveiled via FIFA. That's how that team's team unveiled him as their and, new signing. And, and, and all, of, all, of, all of this happened. I don't like using this word, uh, but see, forward thinking, when we do have forward thinking people. Yeah, it's true. It's true. When it's you true. have, you know, modern people, when I mean modern, uh, observing trends yeah. globally yeah. and saying, yeah. how can we accommodate this thing? Too? If we don't have people like that running Nigerian sports, we are not moving forward. We, we won't. Know. I mean, just we won't move weeks, forward. Right? You saw my tweet about the Belgian, you know, FA. Ah, yes. Twenty of the national. Team we had that conversation on Saturday at camp. Kevin De Bruyne. That tells you that Kevin De Bruyne right is already. He's already the, the pathway is there, which is even helping his understanding of the of game. Of When he plays. Well, so we've not done the capsule license in 2017. That's Kafsi, the lowest since 2017. Remember when Kaf mm -hmm. brought out that regulation on Kaf A? I said, I remember Lanaboso saying that they were asked for more time. They've been asking for more time since that then, time. And, and, and this, will, on the final, as you try to round up, it will take me to the deal. The, and I mentioned, I really don't care. The deal between the NMC and La Liga, I keep asking, what is the point of that relationship? If the LMC, the guys that LMC can't think. I know how well I would attack me for this. There was never a deal. There was never a deal. There was never. All of C, never a deal. All of that was just trying to find a way to to get into the Nigerian sphere. And I think that they've used other ways. 
they've abandoned the LMC model. Oh, yeah. It's not working. They use that always, yes. The other model that is working for them is let's have an office in Abuja, let's do a lot of activations, yeah. let's involve journalists. That's, I think that's the model that is working for them right now. But that <laughs> LMC deal, mm. they said it was a five-year partnership. It only manifested for one year. And that was when the All-Star team went to Spain. Yeah. And a bunch of administrators or club owners, whatever they call themselves, went, went to, to sleep at the, you know, went to sleep at the seminar. One came back. One came, one came back from Spain. I was sat on the bench. On the bench. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, if that's the lesson you've learned from La Liga, that's an interesting lesson, you know. But after that year, what happened again? Nothing happened. Nothing. So we had the La Liga. See, the only the only upside to that partnership we had was the La Liga promises. But now yeah. you ask yourself, where is it? Those young kids, what is the what is this what is the channel? What's the end game for them? Uh, two of them so are going to, done, two of them are done, being yeah. promoted to the first team of Abia Royal. I mean, I mean that, that's 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 decent for me. Mm -hmm. That's the only upside. The La Liga under 15 promises has been really good. I think a couple of times they bring the, the resource persons from Spain to teach the coaches. Yeah, but I'm most, saying I, yeah, we'll have to more. see more. Something more institutionalized. Remember, remember the MOU that we signed also with the La Liga Feminina? That Aisha Falodi went to Spain, all of them ah! went to Spain. Nothing has happened. Aisha Falodi. Nothing has no, no, no. happened. Ask Aisha Falodi. Ask Aisha Falodi what is her what is her plan for female football? How much does she intend to spend or to, to achieve that plan? What is their budget for Aisha, people? Time, She's not going to be able Aisha every time plays victim. Uh, she feels that she's haunted. But Aisha has to realize that somebody new has to come and bring fresh ideas. I, I agree. I agree. Hey, they say familiarity used to breed content. Yes, too, if you've stayed too she's long. She's been there for too long. Exactly. You have to bring fresh ideas. And that is why people like the Premier League, they, there's progress. See the new guy, Richard Masters. Maybe the next couple of years, you have, you have new people doing, doing new things. They, are, they have new, a process. The guy who's probably going to take over from Jamasa might be in house already. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But that Spain deal, there was never a partnership, honestly. I learned that the guys from Spain were even frustrated. Of course. You know, they of were course. really, they were, they were really frustrated about what they were not getting, whatever they, they needed. I mean, at this stage, if you think that the partnership saw Atletico Madrid come to Nigeria, no. That was a separate. That was a separate. That's a separate arrangement, man. Yeah, separate arrangement. A separate arrangement. So the 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 LMC has a has a long way to go. First of all, Diko has to go. Yeah, Diko yeah. has to go. I agree with that. Diko has, Diko has, has to go. Then I'm going to put out the hashtag after we get off this hashtag. Diko, 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 Diko has to go. <laughs> um, see, the true matter is. You need you need people who are forward thinking. And I, th I also guys. think that look at the Safa guys. Look at the Safa guys. Look hey, at you, the you know, when you mentioned Safa now, and you mentioned the PSL, the first thing they will say is that hey, but Avicosa has been there for how many years? Oh. But even if he's there for 20 years, Wally, you can see the work. Exactly. You can, you can see, see the work. work. You can what point to the work. They've had a deal now, with Absa for how many it, years and they've transitioned. Yeah, yeah, in case you don't know, I think that, that this story just broke an hour ago, too. Ahmad has been banned for five years. Wow. And, yeah, Ahmad has been banned for five years. For real? And, and that, yeah, and that means that... That um, opens the door to the... Patrice Mosepe, 
Yeah. I mean, Mosepe is obviously going to win, which I, I even think it was a big opportunity Amadou Pinik missed, you know, by conceding to, to participate. I beg you, Amadou. Where I'm going to now is that for a seasoned administrator like Danny Jordan, who is recognized at FIFA level. Yeah. To concede, to allow that guy come through. Yeah. That, that means that he, there's a level of respect and yeah. he knows that this guy is going to do a good job. Yes, man. Because Probably some private sector savvy, savviness into the yeah. running of our football. He's been running the game. He's been running Sundown since 2004. They have won the Champions League. He's even been part of the SAFA itself, you know. Yeah. So, um, the, 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 we have not reached that kind of level in terms of the savviness of, of our administration. It's a shame. Right. It's a shame. It's a shame. shame. We've taken a lot of time, Wale, as always. I appreciate you. We are, we are both very passionate about this uh, Nigerian football and it is our hope that it will get better and be sustainable, that we can have an industry that will employ thousands of young people that will make money, millions and millions of Naira. This is maybe yeah. more than saying millions of Naira, but we're also talking millions of dollars for the average entrepreneur, there's an episode I have that I had with uh, Victor Modu talking about investing in domestic football. And my brother had a lot of tales of woe mm. on, that, on that episode. In fact, I need to have Modu again for a part two of that yeah. one because. I mean, I mean a, vi a, vibrant, a vibrant football system would employ a lot of people. Of a course. vibrant football system will provide content people, will provide, will provide research. Yeah. You know, production, even even marketing, yeah. finance. It is a wide spectrum. It's huge. You know? So huge it, is, it is huge, but it's a shame that we have not, um, we have not even tapped, you know, 5% into it at all. We haven't. 